eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about the word fish and its two different plurals, and we look at why we might react to something with the word bupkis. The noun fish has two different, completely acceptable plurals, fish and fishes. But fish is by far the most common plural. It's what you usually use to refer to a group or a collection of fish. For example, if Squiggly brought home a big bag of goldfish from the pet store, Aardvark might ask, Do you have a bowl for those fish? Do you have food for those fish? What were you thinking buying all those fish? Fishes tends to be used in more specialized areas and in some well-known sayings. For example, scientists who study fish, they're called ichthyologists. Ichthys is Greek for fish. These scientists often refer to different species as fishes. A quick Google Books search returns a bunch of scientific tomes talking about different kinds of fishes that researchers have found in various regions, such as 30 kinds of fishes off the coast of California and 149 kinds of fishes in Minnesota. The majority of quotations using the word fishes in the corpus of contemporary American English are also from scientific publications, like this one from the Fisheries blog at blogspot.com. Quote, some deep-living fishes, like the orange ruffy, don't reach maturity until nearly 30 and can live to 125 years, unquote. And fascinating, those are some old fish. And aside from scientists, people also use the word fishes in certain sayings. The movie The Godfather popularized the saying that someone who's been killed and dumped in the ocean sleeps with the fishes. When the Corleone mob family wondered why they couldn't reach their enforcer, Luca Brasi. While they were wondering, a package arrived with fish wrapped in brown paper and a bulletproof vest. And the character Peter Clemenza explains, it's a Sicilian message. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Moving on to a less gruesome saying, in the Bible, one of Jesus' miracles is to feed thousands of followers who had gathered to hear him in a remote location with a small number of loaves and fishes. Now, loaves and fishes is how I learned it, but when I checked the reference, I did find that the New International Version of the Bible had actually changed it to simply fish. The line in Matthew 14, 18 reads, He directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. 
But I still saw it referred to more generally in many places online as the story of the loaves and fishes. The final common saying begins with, if wishes were fishes, which works because of the rhyme. Today, you can find multiple endings, but it seems that Frank Herbert, author of the book Dune, was probably the first person to write it down, and he phrased it, if wishes were fishes, we'd all cast nets. And before we finish, I did find some interesting things about the word fish as I was doing my research. It's a very old word going back to Old English, and it was a noun before it was a verb. In other words, we talked about fish before we used the word fish to describe catching them. Verbing nouns goes way back. It's a common way to get new words in English. Now, if all this fish talk is making you think about the time you told a friend who'd just been dumped that she should cheer up and move on because there are a lot of other fish in the sea, well, it looks like that use of fish to refer to a desirous person you want to catch as a fish was first used in 1723 by Daniel Defoe, according to the Oxford English Dictionary. It was a little later that people started to refer to others as fish in a less-than-desirous way. For example, in 1790, Benjamin Franklin, in his autobiography, referred to another man as an odd fish. Finally, there are so many fish compounds in the Oxford English Dictionary fish entry that I stopped counting at a hundred. You really get a sense of how important fishing is or has been to daily life for English-speaking people. Fish-blooded, fish-farming, fish-stick, fish-way, it goes on and on. To sum up, your quick and dirty tip is that the plural of fish is fish. Unless you're writing about a group of different species of fish, are a mobster, are talking about a Bible story, or are trying to make a rhyme. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life well there's a better way to learn Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today.
Sometimes you may not understand the meaning of a word when you encounter it all by itself, without context. But when you hear or read that word in a whole sentence or paragraph, you then understand the intended meaning without having to look it up in a dictionary. Bupkis might be one of those words. Bupkis was the one-word title for an episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show that aired in the 1960s. Seeing just that one word as the title doesn't give any clue about the intended meaning. But within the first three minutes of the episode, Bupkis gets used in a larger context that makes its meaning clear. The episode begins with Rob Petrie, played by Dick Van Dyke, eating breakfast while listening to the radio. After the weather report, a song comes on that's titled Bupkis, and the first four lines are this. You took my arm with golden charm, a diamond mine, a love so fine. But what did I get from you? Bupkis. What did I get from you? Bupkis. From those first four lines of the song, it's clear that bupkis means nothing, as in zero, or the absence of something. That meaning was made even more explicit in the next four lines of the song. Bupkis is a lot of nothing, and that's what I got from you. Bupkis is a lot of nothing, and that's what I got from you. The official Dick Van Dyke show book by Vince Waldron tells an interesting story about the word bupkis and that particular episode. Sam Denoff, one of the co-writers of that episode and the song, had heard his mother use the word bupkis when he was growing up, and he'd always been told it meant nothing. Denoff's parents often attended live tapings of the Dick Van Dyke show, and they were in the audience the night the bupkis episode was filmed. Denoff's mother thought the episode was funny, but afterwards she told him that he couldn't put it on the air. He asked her why not, and she said, "'Don't you know what bupkis means?' And he said he knew it meant nothing, and his mother then told him that nothing was the loose translation for the Yiddish word bupkis, but the literal meaning was goat droppings, and goat dung was worth nothing. Denoff used bupkis to mean nothing as in the absence of something, but the word originally referred to worthless goat droppings. So does bupkis mean the absence of something or the presence of something that is of little or no value? Well, not all dictionaries even contain the word bupkis, but among those that do, common definitions are that it can mean nothing or something of little or no value. Also, dictionaries and other language resources show that there's a wide variety of possible spellings. But however bupkis is spelled or pronounced, and whether it means nothing or no value, its etymology is ultimately thought to trace back to the word for beans in Slavic languages. In some Slavic languages, bob is the word for beans, and in Yiddish, babki was the word used for the bean-shaped droppings of goats or sheep. Somewhere along the way, the variant spelling and pronunciation bupkis came into use and the word took on the meaning of nothing as well as worthless. Yiddish words sometimes make their way into English and take on new or additional meanings in the process. So although bupkis originally meant worthless, it now is also used to mean nothing, as in zero. There actually is another Yiddish word that means nothing, as in zero, too. That word is gornished, but it hasn't found its way into common English usage the way bupkis has. That segment was written by Brenda Thomas, a freelance writer and online educator. Next, I have a familect story from Jim. Hey, Grandpa and Girl, this is Jim calling you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I want to share a familect story with you. It's an expression from my father's side of the family that I know. It goes back to my great-grandparents, at least. 
because those are the ones I have heard say it. And the context is this. Let's say that grandfather is running around the house busily doing things in a conspicuous sort of way. And it's annoying my grandmother. She might say, sit down. Would you stop being such a bad last? And that's the way it was told to me as an expression was when a person is bustling around in a way that is, well, kind of annoying in the, in the same way that a bottle rolls around in the back of a wagon or even like a station wagon. It makes an annoying sort of sound. Now, the only thing I know about the expression is that nobody outside of my family has ever heard it. I asked people from the regional, or rather the dictionary of regional English, and no one was able to say that they've heard that before from people in Pittsburgh of German extraction. But it's a term that in my family we use to this day. So it's at least 100 years old from, from my side of the family. And so that is what I wanted to share with you. Thanks, Jim. That's an old one. Maybe the oldest one I've heard so far, actually. If you want to call with your family word story, you can leave a voicemail at 833214-GIRL, and I might play it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find articles that go with each podcast segment at my website, quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sims, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 